0: figuring this thing out together. We hope this podcast feels like you're sitting with us in our home talking about how to do this thing called life together. Elizabeth and I are your hosts. Let's get into this week's podcast. Welcome back to the Intentional Parents podcast. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in today, taking a minute out of your day. We so appreciate it. And as we start this episode, thank you for everybody that's taken a time, taken time to actually like respond, rate the podcast, subscribe to it, and leave a comment. It's just always so fueling to us. So thank you for that. We just got a letter recently from who's it? Phil from Tara.
1: Tara. Letter Tara from Tara came in our PO box.
0: Tara, if you're listening, thank you so much for your handwritten note. What a what a timely, a timeless is a better way to say a timeless gift to have a note that somebody wrote with their actual hands we appreciate the digital ones and need them so thank you for those too but tara thank you for uh, taking a second to write and we to just us. prayed for you tara we we actually just did right before we started we were praying for this episode and, and actually specifically we we're praying for you so uh we are jumping into the episode today phil and diane we're here elizabeth is here we got the whole gang here mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you
0: guys ready for this yeah 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 Okay, this is an episode um, that I'm really excited about for lots of reasons. I'm excited about lots of our episodes, to be honest, but this one is kind of a, a a big episode, and I say big because it's a it's a major topic, but it's also a very um it's a very weighty topic. It has a lot of consequence in either direction if we walk this way or we don't, and uh, I'm excited to jump into this. Before we do, Phil and Diane, we're actually recording in where we live right now, and we were just here for Birdie's birthday. Um, and we all celebrated bird's sixth birthday, Mm -hmm. which was such a gift. We were all together just this weekend and, uh, we had a new tradition start that we didn't even know. Honey, do you want to (laughs) tell everyone what happened at birdies? (laughs) She has sensory processing disorder, so there's lots of reasons behind this, but do you want to share kind of what, uh. What happened? What was our new tradition we stumbled upon as a family this birthday?
2: So last year on her birthday was like a complete disaster. She hated her party and it was all because... The singing of Happy Birthday is totally overwhelming to her, but she also has OCD, so she doesn't feel like she can have cake and blow out a candle unless we sing Happy Birthday, because that's the way it's done. (laughs) She
0: wants her cake and she wants to eat it too. (laughs) Quite literally.
2: So I was just talking to her before she had one friend coming over for it. It was going to be really mellow, and I was just asking her how she was feeling about Happy Birthday, and I was promising her again that we're going to sing it really quiet, and she said, Mom, I don't know if you can, but I was thinking could we whisper it like this? <laughs> <laughs> and so we whisper saying happy birthday to oh, her. Oh my goodness. Yes, we and did. And it was totally a success. She was totally fine afterward. She enjoyed her birthday. She got to blow out her candle. And it's, I've posted a little story on Instagram. And I can't tell you how many people responded and said, Oh my gosh! I hate being sung. I hate it when people <laughs> sing "Happy Birthday." I'm going to do this at my next birthday. I didn't know this was an option, <laughs> including your big brother. I Tom know. Says oh, I from know. now on, that's
3: what he. Yeah, wants. on the family
1: text, he goes, "I didn't know whisper." singing was a thing yes I wanted for all the rest of my birthday it's a
2: raging <laughs> introvert. And don't be loud somebody around me somebody else messaged me and said I'm totally doing this I hate it when people yell at me on my birthday
0: <laughs> I, I don't know like the tendency we all feel is to be really loud we're like we have
2: to be yes. loud because we're yes. excited
0: for your life and Bertie's like let's just Please not be in away. case I'm everybody's wondering strong. it was
1: just very soft happy birthday to
0: you <laughs> it was the quietest happy birthday and it was like at the end you're like do you cheer and do a you quiet suck? clap yeah I was like do <laughs> you snap at the end <laughs> Anyway, this is just the really important heavy stuff we've been lifting this last weekend, (laughs) starting new unintentional uh, traditions. But she's six and we're so happy. All of our girls are born within like a month of each other as far as birthdays go. So we have a busy month coming ahead and uh, it's going to be busy. But what we want to talk to you about today um, is something called a blessing, which everyone's heard that word in one sense, you know what that is. Uh, but something we say around here and Phil and Diane, I know that you use this phrase exactly. And I know that when you guys are writing uh, your book, Intentional uh, Raising Passionate Jesus Followers, um, you were specifically talking about this concept, which I know not only we resonate with, but also mm-hmm. anybody that hears this phrase goes, oh, yes. And I'm going to say the phrase. And even as you're listening, you're going to go, Oh, yes. And that phrase is, your child will become who you tell them you see them becoming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the idea that when we speak life or don't, uh, our children either rise up to that or fall to that. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, this isn't my concept, but this is what you guys have been living in. And so there is this uh, actual thing called a blessing. But what do we actually mean by that? And what are we talking about when we talk about a biblical blessing? And that's what we really want to actually uh, pick apart today. Um, we have a problem as everybody knows that, uh, many people aren't properly blessed and we'll explain what that means in this episode, but we have a problem where people aren't properly blessed or don't know how to bless, but we are all in desperate need of a blessing. Mm-hmm. And this is the yes. reality of the life that we live in. And so, um, we want to be super clear. Blessings are something that mothers and fathers both need to give. Like it's super important. It's a lifestyle. It's not a one-time event. That said, biblically, we see that there is a very uh, important role that the father plays in blessing his children. Mm -hmm. Now, again, mothers have an equally important role, but fathers, there's a, for whatever reason we see biblically, that there is a, a responsibility on you to bless your kids. And we really want to actually talk about that today. So that's some setup. We are actually going to use the framework uh, from a book called The Blessing by a guy named John Trent. So we're going to use his framework. He has five different points of what it means to give a biblical blessing, and we're going to work from those today. So I encourage you get that resource, The Blessing by John Trent. It's a great book. I've been going through it loving so much of its content. It came from a lot of what we're talking about today um, is coming from and in, in being influenced and, and encouraged by that. But let's start in Genesis 27, because there's actually a biblical foundation to this. And Phil, would you start us off with kind of giving us some, um not just theology, but understanding of where this all comes from?
1: Yeah, well, the blessing is is way back in Genesis. Yeah, we we read, we actually read some blessings. In fact, I want to read part of one later at the end of this podcast, but in Genesis 27 is this whole story of Jacob and Esau, which is quite deep and intertwined, and there's sin and there's deception and there's reaping and Mm -hmm. sowing. Uh, And if you've read the story before, you know, Jacob, who really is a deceiver, steals his brother Esau's blessing. And even prior to that, the Bible says that the parents were making a huge mistake. There was favoritism going on. It says where uh j where um the parents loved different kids this is back in two chapters before in 25 before I read 27 brooke is so when the boys grew up esau became a skillful hunter but jacob was a peaceful man living in tents that's fine they were different right one's yeah. like a man i'm gonna go out and kill something and <laughs> yeah. cook it and the other one's like inside do it yeah. i don't know what he was doing but he was lived inside more but here's the here's the sad part isaac loved esau because he had a taste for game, but Rebecca loved Jacob. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's something going on back here. So anyway, two chapters later, later we read yeah. this in 27. Now it came about when Isaac was old. <laughs> and uh, that happens to all of us <laughs> at some point. I'm getting there. And his eyes were too dim to see that he called his older son Esau and said to him, my son, and he said to him, here I am. I like that. Yeah. Honoring his father. Isaac said, behold, now I am old and I do not know the day of my death. Now then please take your gear your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me <laughs> and prepare a savory dish for me such as I love you know so uh, and so he's saying you know I don't I may die soon but I want to eat my favorite meal go go get it for me you know he can't go yeah. down to whole foods or whatever he's got to go out <laughs> and kill it such as I love and then bring it to me that I may eat so that my soul may bless you before I die so he mm. says, Hey, go do this for me and come back and I'm going to give you a blessing. And then of course what happens is Rebecca hears this and he says, Hey, yeah, I want you to go fix the food right now while he's out trying to kill it. You know, go go yep. take a kid from the flock, kill it, and and uh and and go in and 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 you can receive the blessing. Because remember, they had a problem here. She's loving Jacob. So she yes. She connives to give the blessing given to the son that she likes yes. better. It's all kinds of bad stuff going on here. But anyway, so he goes, well, well he's a hairy man and I'm a smooth man. <laughs> and so, in other words, apparently Esau had lots of hair on his arms and stuff, and yeah. Jacob was smooth skinned. And so she, so he puts on. These garments that were yeah. actually skins from animal, and apparently <laughs> Jacob, uh, Isaac's eyes must have been really bad cataracts, because man. he, he, he yeah, comes cataracts. in and he brings the food <laughs> in and he goes, "Who are you?" and he lies. Yeah. Anyway, so he ends up receiving this blessing that should have gone to Esau. And so this is mm. kind of where the story begins. But but uh, the father knows it's his responsibility to give this blessing, mm. and so we're going to come back to the story in a little yes, bit. Yeah of how it happens. here. Well,
0: thank you for setting that up. And, um, ladies, I'm so excited for you to get, like, not just to give us and deposit into this moment, because I know there's a lot to say here. So we're going to go through, uh, these five things, but you know, some questions that we're going to be answering and, and thinking through is what exactly does it mean to give a blessing? What are some of the actions and the attitudes combined with the Bible to make this uniquely effective. Yeah. And there is a blessing that we des- see described in the scriptures. So we're going to use that. Um, so the first thing, if you want to appropriately bless your kids, if you want to bless them the way that we're talking about here, and we're going to go through these pretty slow, but we're going to go through them right now, is uh, the first one is appropriate, meaningful touch. Yeah. When you go to bless your child, uh, you want to have appropriate meaningful touch, meaning that there's eye contact, there's a hand on the shoulder, there Mm -hmm. is closeness. You're Mm -hmm. not just ignoring or distracted. You're focusing in on that little one, that appropriate, meaningful touch. Thoughts on this?
1: Well, you know, the first thing that I think of is, uh, Diane and I, you found this a long time ago. I was, I was doing a sermon on encouragement or something, and Mm -hmm. you found an article that said a study has been done that you need 10 to thrive every one of us oh, needs yes. 10 hugs a day and uh, they'd done this study <laughs> you know apparently if uh, one hug's nice and two or three are good That's but right. ten so it, was, it the 10 hugs is really what you need to, to thrive and you know i think touch is important you know you, you know when they when when parents wanted jesus to bless their kids and the disciples tried to keep them away mm-hmm. and he said no 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 let the children come to me and then the, the scripture says yes. he picked them up in his arms yes mm-hmm. and yeah. blessed them Mm. So I think there's there's that touch that is involved. You and
3: know? you think about it with an infant, that's the first thing they know of their parents is this very meaningful, gentle, safe touch. Mm. You know, now we we ha- have a baby and even in the delivery room, you, you want the skin-to-skin touch. Yes, you yep. want that baby needs that skin-to-skin. And of course, we're learning so much about connection, but meaningful touch meaning in other words it's purposeful i'm it's affectionate it's Mm -hmm. speaking something really good to our children yeah yeah. um is has something to do that visceral inside of us we know we need it and Mm -hmm. we crave it and my dad was raised in a home where there wasn't blessing given to him and yet i feel that he really blessed my blessed me growing up in many ways yet yeah, he didn't have this book he didn't yeah. know the means how but he he wasn't uh raised in an affectionate home in fact you'll you'll hear some more things and i'll comment a little bit later on things that my dad missed but he provided for me mm. um but he wasn't raised in a home that showed physical affection or touch mm. and mm. yet like elizabeth i'm sure you remember papa when mm. you when we'd come to see him in his visit him when we were living in Portland and they were living in the Sierra Nevadas he would just give us each this big hug that was just like mm-hmm. I mean Bone crunching mm-hmm. and a long bone <laughs> crunching hug. And this is a man who was never hugged or mm. or coddled, as his parents yeah. said it, or touched. But for me, what I probably loved the most from my dad all growing up is that he would hold my hand. He held my hand a lot. I yeah. liked that. And then he wouldn't say things. He would just, every once in a while, he would just squeeze it. And then a little while longer would go on and then he would just squeeze, squeeze mm. it. And then a little longer, and he would squeeze it. And it just felt like there was this secret conversation going on yeah. that nobody else saw, that my dad, every squeeze was, Die, I really love you. Mm. Die, I'm so glad you're with me. Die, I'm so glad you're mine. Mm. That's what it spoke to me with absolutely wow. he never said those words. Wow. You know, he, he couldn't have formed those words, but he, but mm. he spoke them into wow. my very being, um, so I don't think meaningful touch has to be a big ceremonial thing. It yeah. can be mm-hmm. as quiet. My dad was an engineer, he thought logically. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing logical about these squeezes of his hand. Well it even seemed... with
0: well it's so interesting cuz even with the blessing that we're talking about and using the reference of Genesis 27, there's a phrase like right in verse 26 it says come near now and kiss yes. me my son. And, oh, yeah. and this wasn't an isolated event, right? He's no. just saying, come in. I love you. I'm embracing uh-huh. this you. This so, is what we do. As yeah. a part of the blessing, he's, you know, <laughs> even he, I, I. put when I was putting Duke to bed, he's he's old enough now where we don't, like, put him to bed. Like, here you go. Like, he's usually like, hey, good night, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll pray with him for a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, <laughs> I, the other day I, I kissed him on the forehead and I said, you are the son of my loins and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he cringed so... <laughs> that's yes, that's yes, so yes. funny
2: because I didn't even tell you the other day. I was just like sitting chatting with him. Oh no. And, and I can't even remember how this came up but I was like, give me a kiss and he kissed me on the lips Whoa. and then he goes... That was weird. We haven't done that in a long time. Let's just stick to the cheek. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is great. Yeah.
2: I didn't know
1: that story. Yeah, Diane's dad, you know, he, he I. you know, knew him well, of course. Oh, yeah, please. then it was also the way he woke you up when you were oh, still yes. living at home. Oh, yeah, and, I hate this because <laughs> now she's going to expect this from me. Well, he would come in in the so morning and I, he would he never put a hand he, on your shoulder, would, right?
3: Every morning he would come into my room. I never used an alarm clock growing up ever once. I don't think I knew how to... St- turn my alarm clock on um he would come in and rub my back yeah and say die it's time to get up honey. <laughs> yeah. and you'd snuggle back he'd come back
1: five minutes later yes. but yeah die. yeah he was the snooze Rise alarm. As well. so i said i'm not gonna do that <laughs> you know and jesus of course we read all over the place he touched people you know and uh in matthew eight a leper wants to be healed. Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and so in his healing, he would touch people. And in uh, Mark chapter uh, 7, there's there was brought to one who was deaf. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, Diane knows what this is like and, and spoke with difficulty. They implored him to lay his hand on him. And Jesus took him aside from the crowd. It was an intimate thing, like your dad with you. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Put his fingers into his ears. It's kind of it's kind of weird, you know. <laughs> yeah. Then after spitting, he laid his. Head. But he but the point is, he he. It was yeah. this intimate thing where the Son of God is touching, yeah, touching, it's, it's physical, yeah, uh, one of his creations and mm-hmm. and healing. So I, I think touch is probably more important than we realize. And what you're saying is, you don't have to have been raised by an affectionate mm-hmm. father and mother to still. You know, your father was still affectionate with you, even though he never heard his parents say, I love you, right? Never. Yeah. Wow. And yet he was able to express this in his own way And that's
0: an important, even if you are not naturally an affectionate person, you can still bring this in. So it's not only for the kid that might be receiving or not receiving, but you as a parent, you can actually, or you as an adult, you can give this. In a thoughtful, intentional way. Like I'm going to thoughtfully put my hand on your shoulder or hold your hand Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make eye contact and I want to speak some things to you. And And it's also
3: very calming when, you know, I remember when babies would get super distraught. Uh, Another mom taught me a method of calming a very distraught infant, but Hmm. words aren't going to do anything where you just put the whole palm of your hand on their head and on their scalp. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's. It's like oh, a little magic amazing. thing. It's like magic touch. Instantly you feel that baby calm Just down calm, from yeah. their, you know, shuddering mm-hmm. kind of cries. Just cupping their their head.
0: The question the is how do you you know, remove the hand so they can fall asleep. And yeah. Yeah. actually I never figured that out.
1: You know, but with children, it's okay. So Duke said, Oh, let's go on the cheek. You know, it, it may be awkward at times, but, but they're seeing the love of a parent. Like, you yeah. know, I don't know where it happened. We started doing this thing. Elizabeth remembers where we just stop. We'd be walking by each other in the hallway and you'd stop and you'd put your hand on their shoulder. And we'd mm-hmm. say, look me in the eye. I love you. I appreciate you and I enjoy you. That's a blessing. Mm-hmm. It yes, is. it mm-hmm. is. That's it's saying I see you and you're yeah. important to me and I love you and I appreciate you and I enjoy you. Now we're going to talk more about specifically mm-hmm. how to how to give a specific blessing over your kids, but I think it's an atmosphere. That's it's not necessarily great- this thing you do one time. And yeah. you don't have to, you know, that was what we, it just happened in our house. You but know? I but, think that's yeah. a great yeah. thing
0: to even encourage anybody listening. Try that this week and mm-hmm. just like take mm-hmm. note of what happens at the end of the week. Like what is your relationship tension how's that going and how like even doing that to your kids and we're going to get more in depth of what a, mm-hmm. a biblical blessing is but even that little thing that takes uh-huh. 15 yeah 15 seconds yes. and will bless somebody so much i mean think about hearing from the person that you care about the most yeah. i love you i like you and i actually enjoy you like yeah. Oh, yeah. i was yes. wondering that it has yeah. been a hard week and do you to actually grow up
3: with that it's you know it's like saying I value you yeah and it's actually good for the parent too because as a parent we can just start barking orders and correcting yes. and we're just hurting the crowd mm-hmm. you know we even call our children the kids or the girls mm-hmm. in our case we had two <laughs> girls so it was close together so it was the girls and and taking a minute and saying meaningful meaningfully touching one child and mm-hmm. blessing one child like i see in baby Slo- baby sloan who just this is about Almost ready for mm-hmm. how she's the youngest of the family and how much she wants to be touched.
0: Physical she touch. Yeah. To yeah. Be Cuddling as, her. as possible. Elizabeth says if she could be back in the womb, she would be. She she would be. <laughs> but I
2: was going to say that too. Like I think also, I think everybody, every human being needs physical touch. I agree. But I think we also need to be really clued in to the differences in our oh, kids because yes. all of us have different, mm-hmm. different needs. And mm-hmm. so Sloan, needs a lot of it and she needs not just for us to give her a hug she needs us to sit and cuddle her that's like that she has to rub her, her
0: hands on my facial scruff <laughs> and laugh and she goes it
2: tickles me and like she has to it's this is whole
0: routine and it is it is so time consuming by the way
2: yes <laughs> but it's like a but whole she needs, interaction like her whole body she just like craves it hugs, and then yeah. it goes, Bertie has a really hard time with physical touch, especially if she's overwhelmed <laughs> at all. But it doesn't mean she doesn't need it. It just has to look really different for her. Hey Bertie, is it okay if I rub your back?
0: Oh yeah. Is it okay? Yeah.
2: Can is it okay if I give you a hug? You know, and she she'll hug us when she knows it's time to hug us. Like we're we're leaving and walking out the door. She'll give us a hug. Yeah. And so for her, it looks different. <laughs> we have to be really clued into like when oh, it's okay to do that yeah. for her, because other times it's actually just oh. Because when a, when
0: a kid gets hurt, your your natural response is to scoop them up and hold them and like uh-huh, bring them uh-huh. close. Bird wants nothing to do it's with it. The that. worst so, thing you could do. So you're like, she's crying so upset, and you go and she, you know, you go to try to comfort. She goes, "Get away from me!" Like, you know, but she's not trying to be me. But like, and if you want to be embarrassed, man. Oh, just have that happen in public a couple of times. And like your kid gets hurt and you're going to comfort them because they got hurt in public and they scream, don't touch me. Like, like Okay. Sensory stuff. You know, we try to explain. And yet,
1: like you said last night when we were leaving your house and, you know, say goodbye to almond pops. They came up and gave us the sweetest hug, including Bertie. Oh, she, yeah, always. Yeah, so they she, they she know is, the rules. You've, <laughs> yeah, you've trained them so well to show affection.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and some some of that is. And so the first part that we want to be really clear about, it's appropriate, meaningful touch. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you can give. And and it's not, again, it's not a one-time thing. It is a consistent way mm-hmm. of living. Okay. And okay. each kid, I think that was a really helpful um point elizabeth to say Mm -hmm. you know each kid might have a different need in that Mm -hmm, it might be mm -hmm. with your son or daughter who's getting older it's going to look different but figure that out Uh, the second thing is a spoken or written message so this is the idea that we have to verbalize our blessings Mm -hmm. uh john trent says in this book i'll just quote this really quick he says a blessing fulfills its purpose only when it is actually verbalized Mm -hmm. spoken in person written down or preferably both and yeah that's so a really it's really, really important... powerful
3: there when dad told me that he doesn't have one memory of either of his parents mom either um, you're talking about phil he, no mom oh no, your dad he, my dad. dad got it sorry told me he doesn't have any memory of either his mom or dad ever saying i love you oh wow um but then he would follow that you know i heard it several times growing up then he would follow that immediately by, but I know they loved me, but you could see just that lack of, of what you said, verbally telling him, but here's mm. the hope. He just practiced saying it. I don't think I missed a day of my growing up years mm. being told that I, that he loved me every day. I'm sure he told this to me every day. It was so integrated into, so it, for parents who didn't hear, I love you mm. to the degree that your soul craved. You can turn that. You can. It's just a choice. You don't have to have any feeling behind it because mm-hmm. love is is doing. It's a verb. Yes. And you do love your kids, so to tell them that you love them verbally is really, really important. And anybody can do that, whether you receive that blessing or not. But I also think that there are other people in our lives who need to be told that they're loved. Like Phil ends. I think most of his conversations on the phone with anybody who he has a strong influence in their life or connection with he says well love you bro love you brother or just you know mm. it's just a very manly kind of love you <laughs> um, but I, I don't i don't know anybody else who does that mm. you know to the, mm. and i think it's it's like almost a little bit um shocking when people mm. say that to
1: you yeah Yeah. sometimes when i do that even i feel was that going too far but i said no you know it's mm. like no two men aren't gonna go oh i really love you <laughs> but you know but, but to say love i said no I, I i do want him to know yeah. he's loved yeah. you know yeah uh you know and and obviously god gave us the bible it's the guidebook to life and so jesus is all i say if you want to know how to live life just yes. copy jesus as yes, best you yes, can yes, right yes. you won't do it perfectly and then we see Jesus touching people, mm-hmm. and then God the Father speaking blessing over his son, right at mm-hmm. his baptism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says, after being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened. He saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lightning, lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Mm. And Jesus hasn't begun his public ministry yet. So he says, I'm pleased in you. Not because, hey, I saw how you fed 4,000 people. I saw how many people you healed. Like, good job. Yes. Uh, I'm pleased in you. Definitely- no, all this stuff comes later. He goes and is tempted by the devil, and then he, starts, he begins his ministry. But I love that. This is my beloved son in whom I am mm-hmm. well pleased. The voice comes from God the Father. To his son. And and what what you read the quote from John Trent was it can also be written, is that right? Yeah,
0: it says spoken in person, written down or performed. Yeah, above. and you know,
1: can I share a little story about oh, that? He says, um, uh, you know, I'm a pretty verbal person and so we're talking about and I think we need to speak the blessing, but you know, if somebody's listening to us, I'm just not well spoken, but man, like Diane, she thinks when she writes. So um, you know, I think we need to do some more podcasts on on this thing now called the primal path, launching your your yep. son into adulthood from 13 to 16, which I didn't do that formally with my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it more informally. I mean, I did I did have a special time with each of them, but, you know, John Mark has taken this way further and you're going to do it as well, Brooke, mm-hmm. Brooke with mm-hmm. Duke. But um, So three years ago when our firstborn grandson, John Mark's oldest, Jude, was turning 13, John Mark brought these men around him that mm-hmm. were key men in his life. And he wanted both of his grandfathers there, which I was one. And so we're, we're standing outside his house. It's dark. There's a bonfire going. Yes. And uh, it's in Portland, so it's probably raining. I don't know. I know it, it was, was raining I, on Moses. I, I remember. But anyway, and and so I'm here with these men and, uh, and Jude and a couple of his friends. And John Mark speaks to me. So here he is, you know, as an adult father, and he says, Dad, uh, I'm he, he, the fact that he even thought of me just blows me away. He said, you, I, you might be thinking that you didn't do this with me, and maybe you fell short, hmm. and I just want you to know. And he starts blessing me in front of everyone, but then he hands me an envelope. He says, you can read this later. And so, of course, when I got home, it was several typewritten pages of blessing over me, and I oh, wow. cried my way through it. And guess where that letter is? It's like on the top of my desk. Oh. And it's been three years now sitting right there. I have this little file thing with important things in it. One from you, babe, the week we broke up before we got engaged anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. where you wrote. And, uh, and I treasure that, but I treasure that, that envelope. And so That's he wrote amazing. that blessing. And uh, so I think I think it can be written yeah, too. Yeah,
0: and I think the preferably both is interesting because not only is it spoken, but then you you can go back. Because how many times have you gone back to be reminded yeah. of that blessing? Yeah, and read it again. Yeah, because it would be easy to forget. Uh, Some of those things in those moments. I think that's where, you know, voice recorders can be really helpful. You know, the iPhone just open up and record can be really helpful too.
1: you know, it shouldn't surprise us because, you know, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And then there's the sowing and reaping what you give, you receive back. And, you know, we like to say that, you know, don't be surprised if you actually do Bless your kids that one day they will come back and bless you. Yes. And so when you get older, one. like like I am, you actually get to experience that because you weren't thinking about that when you're in the exhaustion of raising kids. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. Yeah. But then you will eventually begin to see the fruit yeah. when they realize well, that what they received by being raised in a home mm-hmm. by a mom and dad who loved Jesus, walked with him, and poured God's blessing on them. Yeah. And it I, will come back to you. Yeah.
0: It comes back. In, and I'm thinking of that context of, and you know the written piece that you can go back and and read and remember i was also thinking of how so many you know some parents might be listening and saying you know i don't speak a lot of positive things but i don't yell at my kids yeah mm-hmm. and i don't scream at them but you have we have to remember a very important truth that silence mostly communicates confusion mm-hmm. so when you're silent and you're not communicating with your kids they're left to guess how does mom and dad feel about mm-hmm. me? So we really do have to be overt in what we do mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's the same thing with assumptions. Do you assume that people are naturally happy with you, excited about you, or do what do we do normally? Like, mm-hmm. you know, our human nature comes in, we assume that people usually aren't happy with us, or we assume the worst yeah. is, is a better way to say it. So I think it's important to remember, like, speaking uh, those things are important, not just because it's a blessing, but because you need to let your kids know with definitively mm-hmm. where are they who are they speaking mm-hmm. writing that helping them is is really important mm-hmm. anything on that one before we move on cuz i know that we have a couple other uh, really uh, important parts. you
3: know uh the, what we do as a family um
0: oh yes
3: yeah oh this sto-
0: oh this story oh yeah, yeah you reminded me oh yeah um we had a note for me to share a story and i just missed it mm-hmm. i love I, this is this is it's casual okay. we're good um so, yes, this story. So I came into this family, oh, how old. I was 17 when I met Elizabeth, and uh, it was, was a long time ago now. But I remember uh, we ha- – who was the first birthday that – I can't remember whose it was. I think actually think it might have been yours because mm-hmm. uh, of when we met. I think it was, yeah. And we went around this um, – circle and everyone took time to verbally affirm the person it was like Mm -hmm. you know they're on the hot seat and everybody just verbally affirms who Mm -hmm. this person is and what they love about them and all that and everyone takes a turn and it's not expected in in a spoken sense that everyone is supposed to do it but everyone's supposed to do it right like like (laughs) like you know like we
3: prepare yeah
0: (laughs) and and you know that was something that i was so not used to from my family context and uh and it just wasn't a, something that my family did and there's so many things like that but i just remember it was subtle in one sense like oh yeah we're just telling this person but it was just so major for me to think like we're highlighting a person and we're giving them this gift of affirmation uh-huh. fast forward to just yesterday we're at a mexican restaurant <laughs> with bertie and it's time to go around bertie here's what we love about you mm-hmm. and we've we've instilled that tradition and love it and you know i think even and then it was my birthday this past year that we had, Mm -hmm. you know, a group of people over and, um, we had a whole
2: party and I made everybody do it. She made it. I said, this is what we do in the Moser house. It started in my family and we do it in our family. And
0: and just FYI, if you're like, yeah, I'm going to take this and do this. It is uncomfortable for a little bit. (laughs) So meaning that don't think that receiving or giving that is just a super comfortable thing because if you are not used to blessing and speaking words of affirmation or receiving it, Mm -hmm. it might take a little bit. So I just give you fair warning, like start light, like, I like your outfit today or <laughs> nice hair. But or... if you
2: realize so many people are starved
0: are. for yes. that type yes, of we are.
2: encouragement, yes. they're assuming that people think something totally different of them or they have mm-hmm. no idea that they've impacted somebody's lives because it's so not a part of our culture right. to speak this way. And because mm-hmm. we're constantly
3: caring. Comparing ourselves to others yes. in a negative way. So when somebody, especially if you hear the same thing for several years. Yes. You think, oh, this is something valuable. Yeah. In me. And it's that I would never have known. Um, it's, it is really valuable.
1: Before you go on the next one, just maybe we could wrap up this spoken message yes. with Ephesians 429. Yes, please do. Let everything you say. So speech is huge. Mm. You know, we, the speech is really huge. Proverbs has a ton to say about it, mm-hmm. that death and life yes. are the power of the tongue. And in Matthew 12, Jesus yes. says, I say to you, every careless word that men shall speak, they should render account for it mm-hmm. in the day of judgment. In other words, words matter. And it's like, yes. And, and we're going to bear fruit for them. But in Ephesians 429 says, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to yes. those who hear them.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, here's a few ways that you can partner with us in this ministry. First is to give. Intentional Parents is a nonprofit and we rely on the generous giving of our partners. So please head over to our website, intentionalparents.org slash give if you would like to become one of our partners through giving. Second is to share it. If this has at all been helpful to you, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, and those that you know would be blessed by it. Third is to follow us on social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at intentional underscore parents. And lastly, if you would head over to iTunes, if you enjoyed today's episode and leave a review on iTunes, this helps us bring more hope, help, and healing for families.